Hello everybody and welcome to the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast, the original Alien and Predator podcast. This is regular host Aaron Percival aka Corporal Hicks and joining me are usual partners in crime. Ridgetop or Adam Zeller as I'm known in the real world. This is AJ Bischoff aka Voodoo Magic. Eric otherwise known as Xenomorphine. And this is episode 134 and today we are going to be discussing reviewing i suppose rather the brand spanking new aliens video game by cold iron studios called aliens fire team elite yes outside of adam i don't really know what everybody thinks at the minute because we do tend to keep our opinions generally to ourselves until we get on these episodes so we, we can surprise each other yeah we like surprises and i'm really curious because we're coming from different perspectives here i mean we have aaron and adam have been playing for over a month now i think i've only played for 12 days straight and eric has only played for a couple of days yeah so it'll be interesting how our perspectives gauge on this game based on, you know, the amount of time we played. But to be fair, with Adam and I, it was just a preview build that we had for about a week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. About, a, about a week. So then, then it But we did play it a lot in that week. <laughs> yeah, we did play it a lot in that week. So what was in that preview build? Refresh our memories. It was the first half. Okay, so six missions. Gotcha. Any differences from the release? The last mission of the second campaign was more difficult in the preview build on standards, so they kind of eased that up a bit, which was nice. It was yeah. rock solid, was it? They didn't the the power cores with the synths in the final release. It it would say overcharged warden, I think. So you would have a specific android that you knew would have the the power cores, but in the preview build, it was just any android would randomly have them. So it was a bit trickier to track down those power cores. But not not many real differences, honestly. Just more weapons in the final build, obviously, and stuff like and that. And did you gentlemen have access to all the classes? Uh, not recon, but the other four we did, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, because you only get recon after you finish the entire campaign. Right. And we weren't on. We weren't able to uh, complete the entire campaign in the preview build, so... But otherwise, you know, it was lots, lots of the weapons, lots of everything, even the emotes, even the um, the decals and stuff like that. That was all that was all accessible to us. And it was great that Cold Iron Studios um, provided that to us. So, I mean, I was jealous of you guys, but Darkness played with you and seems like you had a good time. And those videos can be found on the AVP Galaxy YouTube channel. Who cares about the preview now, though? We've we've moved on from the preview. Oh, come stuff. on, you should still check out the preview. We worked yeah. hard on that preview, Aaron. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, too, because you had your you know point and counterpoint, right, between you two. Yeah. And we do appreciate it, Cold Iron. If anyone from Cold Iron is listening, we do really appreciate letting us try that out early. Definitely, because it gave us our first taste of the game. But we've had our first taste of the game. We've had a proper taste of the game. So let's actually move on to talking about the current version of the game. So, Adam, how about you lead us off with our customary short take on the game before we talk the specifics? Sure. And just to, as a disclaimer, review copies for Aaron and I were also provided by Cold Iron. So, yeah, I mean, I've been playing it. We got it a little early, too, with our review copy. So we've been playing it a little longer than it's been out. And I'm still not tired of it. You know, I'm still really enjoying it. And I think this is a really solid co-op aliens PvE shooter. For me, it's it finally washes away that stain of 
colonial Marines. Maybe not totally because that game will always be there, but I feel like it's not going to drag down the reputation of Aliens video games anymore, you know? I feel like people are not going to automatically assume that an Alien game is going to be bad anymore, which they shouldn't have after Alien Isolation, but I think Colonial Marines, its aftertaste is lessened even more now, which is good, even after this long, even after this many years. But it's it's great, man. I love I love Aliens Fireteam Elite. I've been having a bunch of fun playing it with you, Aaron, and on console with some other friends with you, Eric, I just played recently. And so just getting on with friends is really where this game shines. Now, is it rough around the edges in little areas? Yeah, yeah, sure. It could use some work in some areas. It does feel a little light on the extra features side of things. It's a very streamlined and focused game. It knows what it wants to be and it does that well. But I do feel like there's opportunities to flush things out a bit more in the future. And we'll get into that. But overall, for me, I've been having a ton of fun with it. For me, it's about an eight out of 10, I would say. All right. Like I usually do, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but I promise it's to a larger point. When I was growing up, my mother was a health and she taught a yoga class at night, was a strict vegetarian and would never let me or my older brother eat junk food. Lollipops, not in my house. Oreo cookies, not in my house. You know, she would tell us that healthy food blesses us, but junk food messes with us. That these foods are engineered with chemicals, additives, and sugar that triggers the pleasure-inducing neurotransmitters that make us crave it and make us think that the food is simply better than it is. And I equate this to Aliens Fireteam Elite. I think it was first Psychor in our forums who called this game junk food, but really didn't elaborate. But the analogy really rang true to me. Because at times when I was playing Aliens Fireteam Elite with my buddies, I had so much fun that I could have screamed out, this is a 10 out of 10 game. Hell yeah, you know? But is it? Quite frankly, Aliens Fireteam Elite has a lot of empty calories. Sure, at first glance, the game looks oh so yummy, and the first bite feels like a sugar rush of endless hordes of aliens, and your pulse rifle and smart guns are blazing, and it's just an orgasmic explosion of bullets and acid. But once the adrenaline subsides a bit, I realize there isn't much there. The gameplay can be fun, so much fun, but it's mindless fun. To be honest with you, never have I played a console game that I could turn my brain off more than Aliens Fireteam Elite. Not Predator Hunting Grounds, definitely not Alien Isolation. This game is just cool stuff to kill, mindless point and shoot, throw specials, wait for their recharge, then throw them again. Strategy is really at a bare minimum here. It's just silly fun, but it's strong fun. And that strong fun can mask a lot of problems going on in this game, for there are plenty. There is a lot of bugs in this game. Lots. And I'm not talking about the aliens here. But they're the size of the uh, alien queen that wasted close to 30 minutes of my time because an alien was stuck in a wall that I needed to kill in horde mode level 9 where I couldn't progress. Or a door that wouldn't open 25 minutes into a level and we couldn't progress. And this makes me want to throw the game at the wall if only I had a physical copy. Now, the, the game also feels incomplete. 
And I'm not saying it has a lack of content, in which it does, but it feels unfinished. Levels just sort of end, disjointed, with no sense of accomplishment or conclusion. The game truly feels to me like a larger game, possibly an MMO, where Cold Iron was told to stop what you're doing, polish it up, and release what you have. And what they had was not much. I mean, with 12 missions, a good player could spend roughly 30 minutes on each and be done in six hours and so. And then the question becomes, what kind of replay value is there for you? Because Cold Iron dresses up the same experience with modifiers, well, like an increase in difficulty, or this time you have less stanima, or this time your HUD disappears. But it's always the same enemies at the same spots, and you always have the same defend points. And modifiers can be fun, but they are not a replacement for content. People who liked 100% everything, every class, every weapon, every trophy available, they might be fine here. But already 12 days in, the repetitiveness is starting to grate on me just a little bit. And the cracks really begin to show when you're playing not with friends, but with randomers or with bots. But as funny as this all seems, all these complaints, despite all this, I feel compelled to give it a higher score than it deserves because it's so damn fun. Maybe because I'm partially already in love with the visual design of the world and the aliens themselves, both which have been translated to this game wonderfully. Now, maybe if I was impartial, I'd give this game a five or six out of 10. I mean, this game is hovering uh, in the 60% range now on Metacritic for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox categories, which is probably well-deserved. But sorry, mom, I'm enjoying my sugar rush too much here. So I'm actually going to give this game an eight out of 10 because it's so damn fun. I would not have expected an eight after the end of uh, that monologue there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of like, what? What? Are you, are you on pills again, anyway? Are you on the pain meds? Maybe. However, when everything's clicking, it's just so much fun, guys. The, the gameplay is so much fun. Remember I was saying I, I sometimes I feel like I would give this game a 10 out of 10 because I'm having a blast. There's a lot of bugs. It's an incomplete game. But boy, is it a lot of fun. You click your mind off. You don't care about the campaign and how it connects to each other. Or, uh, you know, you might finish the campaign and feel like that was it. It's just so much fun. When you get on with friends, I just have a great time. I caveated that it probably deserves 60%, right? Five or six. But for me, and partially because I'm impartial, it's just an eight. I've been having a great time. So that's my score. I'm going then, Eric, with you. What was it? Three hours? Six hours? <laughs> well, I think you have to. I think everyone was having in the back of their minds here their experience with Colonial Marines, which you kind of have to because it's the same kind of template formula. It's focusing on a bunch of Colonial Marines. They're fighting aliens, rah, rah, rah. They're going on a bug hunt. I remember, I don't know if it led into the Colonial Marines that we got, but there was, I think there was a cancelled Colonial Marine game back in the day. For PlayStation 2, yeah. Yeah, I, re I remember then what came to my mind. Now, when was that? About 2008? No, so earlier than that. Early 2000s. Yeah. 2002, 2003 time. I remember back then, I was, what came to mind was 
a sort of um, like what they could do with the Colonial Marine template. You because that was around the time when games were starting to bring it. They were diversifying away from the sort of like Doom Quake on rails, shoot 'em up kind of thing, and they were starting to bring in the sort of cinematic techniques. It was starting to help you make sort of care for your comrades and stuff. And I could imagine this sort of uh, sort of a band of brothers type thing with the Colonial Marines template put on it. You could maybe do some stuff with the APC or the dropship. There's a lot of stuff you could do. What we ultimately got in the eventual Colonial Marines game, I often like it to liken it to um now people can look this up. There's a great sketch on YouTube. It's by Kay and Peel. It's this Hollywood sequel doctor, Star Magic Jackson Jr. And they recreate the pit that's sort of like the writer's room meeting for Gremlins 2. And you have like Joe Dante and he's leading this sort of like this brainstorming session says okay this movie writes itself all we have to do is basically copy the formula from the thing and it all this is guaranteed money and this guy comes into the room he says hi y'all don't worry about me yeah i'm just watching so they start to talk about what they'll do for this movie and then he just says no wait 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 what are you doing this is meant to be a brainstorming session okay what we're gonna do is here is Everybody gets to design their own gremlin and they go around the room and the crazier the ideas, it doesn't stop him in his tracks, but he just gets more enthusiastic about it because he's going by Hollywood definitions of what makes a guaranteed blockbuster. And at the end of it, he says, okay, I'm off to add some cowboys to Back to the Future 3. Goodbye. And Colonial Marines felt like that for me because you had all these aliens. They didn't make sense, but it was like someone said, everybody gets to design their own alien, an alien that's like a rain a rhino except it has a coin's crest okay let's call it the crusher things like that didn't make sense and it was very cartoonish and the actual process of playing it wasn't all that satisfying either it was just like aj said it felt like junk food but it tasted like junk food now we come to this game it's better than colonial marines however colonial marines is a very low bar so that's not necessarily saying much the visual sides very fluid they have my hats off to whoever did the set design for this because the visuals you have some beautifully epic visuals you have some fantastic shaders in this game the visuals are beautiful what they don't really seem to bother to do it with it is add much in the way of tension much in the way of scares there are set pieces where it feels you're like you've put some coins in a machine and it says yes. aliens go and there are these set mo- there's nothing which feels spontaneous you're waiting to do these little things put your coins in there aliens coming and you're like you're painting numbers on the screen especially with a smart gun they're all coming from one direction. sometimes they will outflank you which is nice sometimes they'll use things on the ceiling which is nice but what i will say as a proviso for anyone who's wondering well what is this experience like if they haven't looked up any trailers to me this is not colonial marines versus aliens through engineer ruins this feels and i don't know if they tried to get the intellectual property rights for this and then they changed it to an alien game but this feels for the life of me like imperial guard versus tyranid through necron ruins this would have been if they'd have made it a warhammer 40k game this would have been perfect it's got that ideal cartoonish over the top you don't care it's just shooting stuff sort of thing that warhammer is 
perfect for. If there'd have been like a tech priest in the background or something, or a flying skull, beautiful. It would have been perfectly on note. As a colonial marine versus aliens game, the film Aliens elevated it from like red shirts. These felt like actual soldiers doing actual soldier things. These just feel like sort of doom guy people. You're not even given a personality. There's zero role play. There is some sort of lore, quotation marks, in it, but it's basically some voice actors reading out codex entries. It's not anywhere close to you'd feel like this is canon. It's not canon. It's very video gamey. With that said, if you want a video gamey experience, yeah, go out and get it. It's a bit expensive for that. I would wait for a sale. It's very much like Left 4 Dead in terms of experience. It's a little better than Left 4 Dead because you do have those specializations, role specializations. But if you're just on your own, you've got two bots in the team. I still think it should have been three extra slots, not two. The, if you're playing it with bot, I would give this, I'm tempted to say five out of ten, but the, the visuals bring it up to six. But if you're playing it with friends, that's where the meat and potatoes are. If you're playing it with friends, you can sit back, you can have a laugh, you can banter with one another in ways that playing it with bots do not give you. Left 4 Dead allowed that, where you've got a sense of personalities. It sort of sucked you in a little bit to the story. This, you don't get really any sucking into the story. You're going through objectives, go to A to B, shoot stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're through. Sometimes I was playing missions and I was like, what did I actually do? I can't even remember sort of thing because it's just the same formulaic thing over and over again. You're getting sort of things that work by magic. They don't really feel like physical, like the health trauma stations. It's a thing that goes on the floor and you be in the aura of it. It's not realistic. But if you're playing it with friends, yeah, it's a 7 out of 10 because it is a very sort of video game. It's cartoonish. It doesn't feel like some games do. They try and at least put an effort to making it feel realistic. This doesn't feel realistic. There's no horror, which in an alien or predator game, you kind of need. There's no attempt at horror, really. There are, you go through a corridor and someone will say, Prowler or whatever, and you're thinking they're using telepathy because it's not even shown around the corner yet. Yeah. Those things, in fairness, I'm sure will be fixed by the team. The mission briefings where somebody is sort of like doing this body language, like they're not even looking at you and they're meant to be reading out the mission briefing or whatever. It's like they don't care. They're not animated. That kind of makes what's going on. But I'm sure they meant to do it because they're animated, but they didn't get time to do it. It's like you said, rough around the edges a bit. But if you just want something you can easily accessible, sit down, shoot some stuff, don't worry about it. It's not canon. There's crazy alien variants that don't make sense. You just want to shoot stuff with pulse rifles or smart guns or whatever. You want some class distinction. You want left for dead with aliens. This scratches that itch. So I would say when you're with friends, it goes to 7 out of 10, maybe 8 if you really want to just, let's just have a laugh with some aliens. Might go up to an 8, but I wouldn't call this 9 or 10. And I think after a while, the veneers, the the shine is going to wash off because there's no, it's the same thing every time you play, but... 
for the campaigns you have, you've got those four campaigns, there is some nice diversity between them. You know, you, you get the jungle type stuff, you get the engineer stuff, which is beautifully done, you get the hive stuff, which is beautifully done, but all the missions within that campaign, they all feel very much copy and paste, except for the engineer ship one that does have more diversity. So if you're not worried about diversity, just want to sit down, immediately access it, play stuff with pulse rifles, go for it. Little overpriced for that though, but it's one where you can switch off your brain, don't worry about it. If you want something like Alien Isolation and you're only interested in that kind of thing, this has virtually no narrative structure, no real characters except when you're in the briefing rooms. Don't expect that. It is literally a shoot 'em up with some really nice visuals. The audio, the smart gun doesn't sound like a, a smart gun. You have some stuff which is not authentic to the movies, like the smart gun and stuff. It's when you start running out of ammunition, it goes starts sounding like a ratatatat toy, which isn't at all like the films. But I understand they're doing it, like Adam said last night, they're doing it so you can instinctively know you're running out of ammunition. But it kind of pulls you out of this is aliens as opposed to this is a Warhammer type shoot 'em up. So it's not really as authentic as I'd like. The aliens definitely aren't, but you just want to sit down. It's a seven out of ten. I feel like I should have gone a little bit longer with my initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. We always try and keep it short and then go over and then. <laughs> Adam, you're usually the guilty one in here. I am. Know. I am. That's it's why I was trying you. to not be this time. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Adam gets a gold star today. So Maybe we'll I need to bump up my review after those two. Jeez. Just for clarity's sake, AJ, you're playing PS4? PS4 Pro. Pro. Yeah, we should state that Aaron, Eric, and I primarily played on PC. I've played a little bit on PS5 with friends. Overall, I will say I have encountered more issues on console than I have on PC. I haven't encountered encountered too many issues on PC, but a few, and, and we'll get into those. But at the end of our initial thoughts, uh, Aaron, why don't you why don't you take it away with yours? One of the things I love about Alien games is one of the things I love about the films. They're so diverse. There's so many different styles of what people will do with these games. You know, you you want an RTS? EA got you covered. There's Extinction. Please bring that to PC, by the way. Yeah, please do a larger scale RTS, please, actually, somebody. You know, you you want a Doom clone? You've got Alien Trilogy. You want something that was a bit before its time and set some of the things that Halo would, you know, mainstream? You've got, you've got Resurrection. And of late, we've got a stealth game that is fucking hard. Survival. Well, survival horror stealth, it's all, yeah. If you'd have asked me if I wanted a horde game that was Aliens... I probably wouldn't have jumped at it. I, I I really wouldn't have jumped at it. But if you'd have said, do you want a squad-based game set in the Aliens universe? I'd have been like, yeah, please. That's what Colonial Marines were sold to me as. And while this isn't perhaps the most advanced squad-based game, when you ramp it up in difficulty, it stops being a simple arcade shooter. And then when you're playing on in Intense, mm. it becomes more of a tactical shooter, more of a squad-based tactical shooter. And I really enjoy that. There are problems with this game. There are. But I have so much fun with the experience that I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. You know, Eric's saying it costs too much for what it is. I disagree. You Nowadays, you mostly play for your multiplayer component of your games. You do. It sucks balls. But that, yeah, well, you're an outlier. 
Also, to interject on the price here, you know, a lot of games are moving into the $70 range now. A lot of first-party games, we're seeing that more and more. Yeah, one of the developers on on Twitter posted what you're getting for $40 in the game. And, and I honestly, I think it's you're getting a lot for your money's worth as, as a release price. And if, mm-hmm. if you if it's too expensive for you, wait for a sale. But I feel like I'm I've gotten a lot for the asking price of the game. God, yeah. I mean, end of the day, it's thirty five quid here, forty dollars for you guys. You will get on a normal playthrough probably about six hours worth of play on the campaign, which is maybe just a little under what a triple A game will give you for a single player campaign. I mean, it used it used to be eight about ten years ago. I don't know what we're sitting at there. I thought it tended to be about six to seven now. I thought Alien Isolation was a lot longer than that. Yeah, but Alien Alien Isolation was purely a single player game. There's no there's no around about that. You know, when it came to the other stuff, when it came to Colonial Marines, when it came to COD. Well, look at AVP 2010, right? You got to play as the Colonial Marines. We, we're talking 20 pre- years ago now. We, mentalities have changed for oh, the game. 10 years place. ago, but yeah. Did you say 2010? Yeah, 2010. Two. 2010, yeah. But mentalities have changed. More often than not now, we are buying multiplayer games. Battlefield's just come out. Well, it's coming out. I've just spent 80 quid on an, on an edition And that's ridiculous that. for a video game, in my view. It shouldn't be that expensive. <laughs> Yeah, well, it shouldn't be. It doesn't make any sense for a game to cost that much. People will pay it. Supply and demand. And that's the stupidity of it. It's unfortunate. I did read an article where single-player games are becoming the way of the dinosaur, that they're dying out. I have to push back on that a little bit. You see games, Fallen Order has... But that that is such an outlier. No, Fallen Fallen Order fundamentally changed EA's views on single player games, which is why they're bankrolling a Dead Space remake now. But I feel like we're getting into a debate here, so let's let let's let Aaron uh, finish his thoughts on what he thinks of the game. Okay, well, more my point there was I disagree. It's very much worth its money. You are paying under the odds for six hours, which is equal to or just below what I I believe AAA's tend to give you in terms of a single player experience. Uh, the game isn't single player, but you can play it a single player, and you're gonna get. It is, it is a multiplayer game, and you are going to give it more than that playthrough. You just simply are. You're going to give it more than that six hours worth to get through it once. Well, most people will. So for that range, I think it's good. I, I enjoy it as a as a tactical squad-based shooter based in the Aliens universe. The aesthetics are brilliant. Fucking that third campaign... Oh, by the way, spoilers. That third <laughs> campaign when we are in the ruins... Jesus Christ, what they did with the engineers, making them feel a bit more Giga-esque and a bit more in line with the original film, was fantastic. The amount of times I would stop and look at a tubing going into what looked like a mouth or a vagina or something, you know, I was just like, (laughs) you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So I said the visuals are really good. So aesthetically speaking, it's, it's, it's brilliant. The gunplay, I think, is fantastic. I really enjoy trying the different guns. Some of the guns I might not like, but I enjoy trying them, and I enjoy a lot of most of them. Again, visually speaking, the developers had so much fucking fun making all this stuff fit in. So when I'm going through, I'm like, okay, that looks cool. I'll try that one. It feels aliens in terms of visuals, but it is definitely very much that exaggerated EU that the comics were in the early 90s where it is it does take aliens and it does exaggerate it you know that's the nature of the horde mode stuff but they do things that alleviate it like the choice of the runners I think is brilliant because they're supposed to be a more bestial version of the aliens that it gives the drone it gives the warrior more of an imposing thing again on the higher difficulties Uh, but it, it makes them very imposing you know they are coming at you from full height I like how it treats them I like how it treats the aliens but 
My concern with this one, as was my concern with Hunting Grounds, is I do worry that there's not going to be enough. You know, with there's only one Horde mode map on release. Maybe that'll change with the DLC. I don't know. Probably. But it took nearly a year for Hunting Grounds to get to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm not bored after after an hour or two now of playing maps. Because I did. I worried about that with Hunting Grounds. And I think I lasted about four months before I went, you know what, fuck it, I'm bored of this now. I need, I, I, I don't want to play it anymore. I'm sick of playing the same three, four maps over and over again. Now, fortunately with, with this, it's 12. It's 12 maps, four distinct aesthetics. So that is my main concern about the game going forwards. I have so much fun with it. I have whingers. You know, I, I don't like the lack of cutscenes. The narrative is thin on the ground. It's most... I think of it in the same way that I think of Alien Trilogy. It's a recreation of certain elements. This time, it's a recreation of elements from the prequels, mostly, that we haven't seen before, so that when, you know, I walked in that headroom for the first time, I was like, damn, nice. But it doesn't do anything new. So it is very much relying on that gameplay loop. It is relying on the mechanics it's relying on me being one of those guys that will want to sit there and level four my weapons because that that's what kept me playing hunting grounds as long as it did it was me trying to level level 10 all my weapons in that you see i struggled with where i want to sit on this i'm somewhere between a seven and an eight in all honesty i'm not quite sure yet you could split the difference and go 7.5 i don't i don't actually like doing the decimal points these days well you did with what was it alien the the prequel novel, um, Infiltrator. You gave it a point. Yeah, but, the, but that that's that's degrees of awfulness. That is. <laughs> How about what you think your score will be in a month time? Like once you've played it, what will it be then? Well, no, because in a month's time, we're recording this before before the first um, content drop, so we could. I don't know which um, comes next. This week comes as this of week. recording. Yeah, so. the eighth. So this will probably drop after that first piece of content and we'll we'll be doing a motion track motion tracker video after the fact, just with bumped up opinions. But we'll say a seven. We'll say a seven for now. I do genuinely enjoy this. I do have issues with it, but I'm having so much fun with it anyway. You know, I've I've put forty odd hours into the game as of about now. That's the released game. How much did we put into the preview game? It was about twenty hours. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not bored. I'm not bored, but it is definitely my my big thing for this is I want to be playing it with mates. As much as I like the aesthetics of Alpha and Beta and they do make me smile, I don't like playing with the AI very much because the game does have no character in that regard. So it's it's very much a communal community experience. You know, it's interesting that even the crappiest of games can be fun when you're playing with friends, especially when you're drinking. So it's hard to separate, you know, like how much of this is just fun with my friends how much did you generate? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even even with the original Colonial Marines, Aaron, when we initially ran through those campaigns, we had a good time just playing with, I can't remember who we played through initially. How much of that was us trashing the shit out of the game? We don't do that <laughs> yeah. with this game. We, we weren't doing that as, as much with this one, for sure. Because then when, when we're playing on the higher difficulties, is it is more situational awareness. It's more talking to each other as well. You know, mm. I've got I've got left, I've got right, I've got center. Put yeah, you pick here. your lanes. You pick your lanes. But there's really... To me, this is... If you guys liked... Uh, what was that? Aliens Extermination. That arcade game. I mean, yeah. it's it's different from that arcade game, but this is an arcade game. If you love arcade oh, games, no. like Eric not said... In, not okay, okay. AJ, slightness. have you played on Intense at all? Yes. Okay. For me, 
And I believe for you, Aaron, the game fundamentally changes once you move to the intense and higher difficulties. It changes from that casual shooter experience. You have to be more tactical to survive. You have to be more coordinated as a team to survive. A little bit, right? A lot. You have to be like, which class are we going to be? Who's Who has the highest level of this class? Who's going to handle this? Let's stay out of our line of fire. Who's going to take cover over here? Like it becomes a much more tactical experience. I mean, it's uh-huh. not Rainbow Six by any stretch, but I, I do think it moves away from that casual casual experience into a more hardcore coordinated shooter. Well, look, everything everything in this game, and this is me who gave, gave this an eight. It's a lot of fun. But to be honest with you, this is the easiest game I ever played where I can drink vodka and still play well. Okay? <laughs> and even into more difficult levels because everything is linear, okay? And everything is coming down a predetermined path, right? They stay in a straight line like ants, you know, that are lining up for the slaughter, especially when they're coming down from columns or on rooftops or something. They're scripted pathways, you know? And that's where I see that it's not very complex. Even the mini bosses, man, the mini bosses, if you can even call them that, are just bullet sponges. That's all they are. You just plow into them. There really were not many mini bosses. That was a a point of disappointment for me. It was because we really only had one quote unquote boss fight, if you want to call it that, which was Monica. No, I mean, the drone, the warrior, the Praetorian, the crusher, those are I would just consider like specials like in Left 4 Dead. But what they are are tank mini sponges, you know? It'd be nice if there was some sort of coordinated effort to take one of these down and you had to do some tricks or something, or if there were actual... you You do it with the crusher. No, you can't. You can't shoot that in the face with that one. That's a, somebody distracts it and somebody gets behind it. And then even like one of the things we had fun with when we were playing with um, Chevy Adam was pull him to here, pull him to the cryo grid, pull him in front of the the turrets, kind of thing. It's it's weak on the tactics, and I'm not saying that as a negative thing. It's mostly just point and shoot, and you can be successful even in the harder levels. Now you got to stay in your loon, uh, your lane, and shoot, uh, especially if there's um, what they call friendly fire. But missions are never random. Ah, that's not true. There's some some parts where they spawn differently, or if you're going into a different room than you were before. Well, of course, if you go into a different room, yeah. But I mean, it's generally like the defense points are always the same. And I don't mean that as a bad thing because I had a blast, but I just, I really could check my brain at the door at this game. Very much so compared to other games I've played. Even Predator Hunting Grounds, I mean, it just is more difficult in the aspect of... Not just missions are random on the map, but they give you the area, right? But you have to do the searching. You have to find the counterfeit money. You have to find the attendants to shoot. And you're not sure where everything is. And you're dealing with AI at the same time while trying not to get killed by a predator who could be a different class. It's always a surprise. His weaknesses are unknown. His playing styles are unknown. And uh, you don't know if he's going to be shooting arrows from the trees or rushing in with a samurai sword that bleeds. Here, it's generally just all predetermined. And I'm just not necessarily giving it a negative, but it's really not complex. I mean, I think we're overselling it if we say there's real strategy involved with this game. I mean, there is some, of course, but it's not much. But that's what makes it fun for me. You could just go in an arcade style. You could just have fun and blast with your friends. I got the left. I got the right. Crusher. Crusher. You know? I think on extreme and insane, you're not going to be surviving if that's the level of thought you're putting into it. That is not the right play style for those higher difficulties. I, I played them with my buds, and it seems to go that way. But how high have you gone? Uh, the two over the standard. 
we've done Horde as well. So the two over standard. Now, of course, it gets more difficulty and we've gone down plenty of times, but you make sure you pick your classes, you use your coils to slow them down, you set your turrets and stuff like that, and you pick your lanes and make sure you don't have any friendly fire. And of course, like something with a crusher, you got to make sure because the head kind of seems almost bulletproof in a way. It, it deflects bullets. Yeah. So you got to sort of like um, the other people shoot from behind it, whoever's get, but it's going to draw on someone anyway. When a crusher comes in, everyone's going to shoot at it. Everyone is going to shoot at it. One person's going to deflect off the head unless he throws a demolition. I don't know what that thing is that makes it fall on its back, but everyone starts shooting at it at the same time. And there, there isn't much thought process to a degree where I've seen other games. So, but again, miss, don't misunderstand me. I don't, I'm not saying it's not a negative, but I'm not overselling. I don't want to oversell the strategy because because I really mean this. This is one of the easiest games I've played while drinking. But it's fun that way. It's arcadey. It's arcadey fun. I'm not the only one who said, you know, compared to arcades. And I think Eric compared it that way. And uh, I think a lot of reviewers compared that way. But that's a good thing if you love arcade games, if you love coin-op games. You There's just nothing pumping. wrong with that. Yeah. You pump in the quarters and you have a great time. I think it undersells it, though. On standard, yes, is very much an arcade. And I don't like playing it on standard now unless I'm just trying to do it easier. Right. But it, it does take more effort. Sure, the difficulty level. Especially with how the classes work together, too, because you have four classes and we know a fifth is, or sorry, you have five classes and we know a sixth is coming. And those classes all interact with each other in different ways. And so who plays what class, depending on your play style, really is a significant factor, I think. I'm just talking about the gameplay itself. Of course, you, you you have to worry about friendly fire. You get less ammo, I believe, in those higher difficulty levels. Yeah. There's less health packs to go around. So you have to be a little more careful of your health and your ammo. And But overall, I mean, it doesn't require me still to think that very much. I still have my two specials, you know, that I'm waiting for a recharge. And uh, we have to pick our lanes. And when something big comes in, we all just maximize fire on it. Well, you have to maximize fire and weak points, and you also have your perk grids, which will adjust your stats quite a bit. And how much damage output you're doing as a team will depend on how well your perk grids are put together. Like, there's a lot of stat modifying features in those perk grids. I'm talking about specifically gameplay. Yeah, I like doing the well, perk that's, grids. That's part of the core gameplay. Well, the perk grids are fun, and um, I don't know how much. But it all contributes towards your combat rate. It as contributes well. a little. And I do like the little Tetris aspect of it where you're trying to fit these little perk abilities within there. But um, there's nothing wrong with saying this is arcadey, guys. I don't know why the pushback. I just think it uh, the pushback it is, is just our personal experience. Again, I, I agree that the game is a more casual experience on the first two difficulties on casual and standard. Yeah, it's just a good time with friends. But for me personally, and I believe for you as well, Aaron, once you get to intense and then onward to extreme and insane, it is more focused. It is more hardcore. It is more tactical. That's just my experience. And it's fine if, if that's not how it is for you. I think the, the elements we've been describing, like the cards and so on and so forth, it does lend itself to some added tactical value, but it's like um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which has similar sort of things. It's not realistic, but as I said, if you're wanting an arcade type shooter, it, especially with friends, it's very fun. Uh, if you're just yes. on your own with the bots, they're the ones I've used the intense levels and stuff with just bots. It feels a bit hollow and more on the rails, but I think it's you get out of it what you put in. If you're with friends, you're in the mood for some fun, you're going to have a fun time. 
if you're looking for something which is, you know, it's not squandering that it feels like this is how colonial marines would be. It's nowhere near that. It's like a Star Wars game in terms of how it would be designed. Especially the missions, right? The missions are always marked. Right. With with this little mark in the HUD. There's no I mean, you don't even have to listen to who's talking to you. You see the spot on the map after you've killed some aliens and you head that direction and you press square and what it does the thing. There's really not anything complex in regards to these these levels and these There's no variation in the missions. It's pretty much you get somewhere, shoot stuff, survive move it's the same thing each time for the most part or you have to find like something somebody left like there's no equivalent of like there's a recon mission or there's a that mission or there's a they i think it could benefit by different types of objectives where you use different classes would excel in doing this objective or that type of it. this kind of stuff would be great in this game but it's for whatever reason it's not in there so is an arcadia it does have more tactical value with those modifiers and on the higher difficulty levels, but it unfortunately does still feel a little cartoonish. It's it's not the most realistic thing in the world, but it's you get a nice sense of atmosphere in it. So it feels like those Kenner action figures. I feel like I'm going. Yeah, into I think you're going. Uh, for me, but at I some them. point, video game's got a video game. I don't see this as a cartoonish portrayal of aliens along the lines of that aliens Armageddon arcade. Like you look at Gears of War, right? That is a horde shooter with a ton of enemies. It still has a very realistic world that it portrays and situation that the characters are put in for that science fiction world. Like that's kind of how I view Fire Team's Elite. Yes, it's a fundamentally different experience than Alien Isolation, where it's more hardcore and you're dealing with just a more intense situation. You're much more vulnerable as a player. But I love both styles of games. And I don't feel like this is a cartoonish portrayal of the alien universe. I feel, and again, I have to touch on what you said with with it being canon, Eric. We don't know if this is considered canon or not. That's not for us to state anyway. I mean, it it contradicts directly with Alien Resurrection. So does official Yeah, so does everything. Everything (laughs) contradicts uh, Resurrection these days. Last time anyone encountered the alien was Alien 3. Direct contradiction. Also, it contradicts the RPG. It says Arcturians don't exist. But it's not for us to to decide. I'm just saying that's that's our disclaimer. Like we really we don't, don't know, know if it's canon Disney's, or not. We, we don't really know. don't know. Disney's Aliens, Colonial Marines was sold yeah. to us as canon until it wasn't. And I always yeah. like that quote you say: exactly. "Something is canon until it's not." You know, until a movie comes along that decides it's not. But it's not for us to say that this is not canon because we don't know how the studio feels. Yeah, about we that. we can canon is an official thing. They decide it. Once upon a time, it was easy for us. Well, easy for me to ask the people at Fox, but with the merger now, it's I, I don't know, and it's not for any of us to say. It's for the people that actually work on I it. I feel you have when it's something of this magnitude going for decades. I go the opposite. Where I say nothing is canon until it is. But that's my personal. But for me, this contradicts too much to want to. It's a it's a what, video gamey video just the 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 Arcturian thing. Yeah, I noticed that one as well. I was a bit yeah, there are there that, are but a that's, couple. Lore issues. There was another one I noticed where they said Gateway Station started construction oh, yeah. in 2030, and I'm like, which doesn't what? work with Ripley. But that, <laughs> but that's that's minor things. The Alien Resurrection thing is a major bit of dialogue. That's been a problem for how long I know, it? and that's years. exactly. So it doesn't, it doesn't and that's why matter. I've never accepted all the comics and games as it, because for me, I just keep them as their own thing. I don't, I don't have to worry because to me, they're not canon. 
I do. I do consider the ex- the expanded universe to be a secondary canon to the films. Of course, everything takes yeah a backseat to the films. Yeah. At the end of the day, the officials decided certain elements of that were canon, and from 2014 going forwards until the merger. Again, I don't know how things stand following Disney. It was what comes out is now being considered yeah. canon. But then we got things like you guys all discussed Forever Midnight, and at that point, the Predator that, fandom that was, was like, that, that was yeah, everything's canon, and then. Then that came out and people went, well, no, no, why didn't nev- he look at the books? Then. They never said then. No, that's my point. There was this. So that's, why does it matter? That, that's the point. No, I fucking hate, I hate canon. Canon discussions, man. We'll just, we'll lose our minds with the canon discussions. To be honest with you, oh, wait, one last thing on this canon thing. I didn't pay attention to the lore. I was so disappointed with Aliens Infiltrator, to be honest with you, <laughs> that once I saw, uh, what was his name? Uh, Honecker, Honecker, right? I was like, I'm not even going to pay any t- now. If You should. Way- you should go through the logs. There, re- there are some juicy logs. The there. laws are actually really fun part of this, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, believe me, guys, if this was Alex White's into Cribdis leading into this thing, I'd be all over it in deep, you know? Don't but... worry about Infiltrator. This cribs more on stuff from the RPG. It cribs on stuff from the Colonial Marines Operational Manual. Okay. All right. Then I'll check it out. And in, in general, the RPG is pretty well regarded. Yeah, I've seen that in the forums. That's pretty much the, the work that Gaska has done has been highly praised. But I don't know. Maybe I want to bring up the aliens experience because one of the big questions a potential buyer might be pondering is, is Aliens Fireteam Elite a quote unquote aliens game? You know, does it channel that colonial uh, marine against aliens experience? And I would say probably no. There is a disconnect between Fireteam Elite and the movie it pulls its framework from. Ironically, ironically, this game becomes the very thing that critics unjustly accuse the movie Aliens of being, you know, a vehicle that turns aliens into cannon fodder. You know, this game, it actually turns them into cannon fodder. As with most games, though. But I was yeah. going to say, this is nothing, this is nothing new. Eric's going, Eric's talking about them being unreal, this being unrealistic. None of them are realistic. Look at Rebellion's AVP. You can just pop aliens left and right. I mean, look at, at some point, like video games got a video game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's tension there. Even isolation. I mean, how, how realistic is that you're going to get just away pop from it with the flame table and it'll run away? I would argue that when I was playing as a Colonial Marine in AVP 2010, that there was more fear during the darkened corridors. You know, there was That's more of a that game was claustrophobic sure. feeling is That's much better. For sure. in, terms, in terms of a horror tension presentation, I do feel like this game could have had a few more moments like that. And I do feel like those older games embrace that a bit more. But in terms of capturing a core aliens experience, when me and my buddies are like, all right, let's set everything up. Let's set the turrets up. I got my smart gun. Let's do this. Like it does capture that like let's rock feeling for me i think it's more structured around that operations moment you know getting getting you not necessarily the same way they do with the building the physical barricade and stuff like that but it's getting secure and then waiting for them to break that perimeter and then it's chaos and i think that's where the aliens feel comes in so there was something that Cold Iron said in one of their interviews, and that was, we want to capture the feeling of you being on the edge of control of a situation. And I do feel like it captures that feeling really well. You can be mowing down aliens and handling those aliens, but 
you're always worried about when the aliens break through and you're not going to be able to contain them once they get up close and personal. I keep feeling resistance here, though. The, the things I mentioned about the aliens experience here in this game and that it's more of cannon fodder, I, I want you guys to, to realize this is not coming from a, a, a aspect of disdain. That the, the, the word arcadey is not a dirty word. You don't know how many times. I understand you like the game for what it is. But yeah, again, we still have our perspectives in terms of the experience we're individually having. We can have different experiences with yeah, the game. Yeah, absolutely. But, and we can both like it for the different experiences we're having for the game, for sure. But yeah, and again, I not to get too into tangents, but I do have to push back on the single player gaming becoming irrelevant as a gamer because I mean, what was one of the biggest, most anticipated games the last 10 years, right? Cyberpunk 2077. Now, regardless of what a cluster that launch was, like single player games are big, like there's some of the biggest selling games like Horizon Forbidden West coming out is one of the most anticipated games like single player games are not dying. And I would love to see a single player predator experience and a single player alien experience. But I also love the fact right now that we have an alien multiplayer game and a predator multiplayer game, both alive, both doing well, both getting content updates at the same time. That is awesome that we have both of those. I'm not an expert on single player games and their success. I was just pointing to a couple articles that I have read that the trend is going down for single player games and the demand for single player games is going down. I'm not an expert. I just reading experts as far as I know. And there has been some sort of decline and decrease. I feel like there was a period a few years ago where you had some misguided publishers like EA that focused too hardcore towards multiplayer with games like Anthem and it failed for them. It flopped for them. And they saw how well other games were doing that they they took an, a bet on like Jedi Fallen Order and they were like, oh, wow, this single player Star Wars game is the best selling Star Wars game of all time. Maybe we should invest a little more in single player games. So yeah. I feel like, yes, among some publishers, there was a sentiment in the industry that single player games are declining and maybe they were trying to push it that way themselves mm -hmm. for their own dirty interest. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's kind of come back a little bit in single player games. They realize they can sell really, really well. And so I, I only stress that point because I really want a single player alien and predator or AVP experience again. Like we've had, we've had an alien game now, aliens game. We've had a predator game now. I think it's time for another AVP. I got to be honest. Like I would time love, love, love yeah. for a long time. to see that. Going back to Star Wars, there's another Star Wars one which is quite relevant to this, which is the X-Wing TIE Fighter one that just came out. I forget what it's called. Squadrons. Um, Squadrons, yeah. Now, originally, that was going to be pure multiplayer, and it was only after some outcry from the band where they say, no, I remember TIE Fighter being an extraordinarily good experience that still holds up, and because of that, they said okay, we'll look at And because of that, you got the single player. Battlefront 2, although some of the aspects of the story I take some issue with character-wise, it's they incorporated it because the first Battlefront was just pure multiplayer, and people were complaining that we really would like a single-player campaign in this. People are starting to realize that developers sometimes use this as an excuse to not concentrate on good AI. Some of the greatest single-player experiences, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, they are coming up with sequels now. They are hotly anticipated. Dragon Age tried to incorporate multiplayer. It fell flat on its face. Nobody really used it after a while. Single-player will never be dead, and especially for games which are fun, but then you know in a few years' time the servers will die. People will still want to play them, but they can't. There will always be a hunger for it. 
I think it comes down to player expectation too, because an interesting juxtaposition I like to look at is Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was the first Call of Duty game I can remember, I think ever, that didn't have a campaign and fans were upset with that. But you look at Battlefield 2042 now, and the last few Battlefield games have had campaigns. This one is not fans are not upset because this was a franchise that was built on the the multiplayer experience. And they're trying to incorporate the narrative elements into the multiplayer a bit more. As far as Aliens Fireteam Elite, this game is meant to be co-op, but you can play through the whole game single player with AI companions. I don't recommend that. On standard. Not on the higher difficulty level. Not on the higher difficulty. And the game even tells you that. It says AI companions not recommended for intense. In the beginning, I actually struggled on standard with the AI. So at the yeah. time, my matchmaking was completely bugged out. Until you get that combat rating up, it, it can be a challenge even on standard with the AI. Aaron and I haven't touched the matchmaking at all. Oh, I have. Oh, you have? Let me back up there, though. It wasn't combat rating, okay? It was like the third mission of the first campaign or first chapter, I guess, where they would just follow you. You know, and they would stop shooting. I wish there was a way. There was a point at the end, a defense point, when you had to run and hit different switches before, you know, the dropship could take you away. And you would have to run and seek these out. And unfortunately, these AI bots wouldn't stay and shoot. They would stop shooting and follow you around yeah. and then get swarmed and get killed. So that had nothing to do with my level. It's just they were getting killed on their own. And I wish there was yeah. some sort of option where I could say, stay, hold your ground. Yeah. Like they did yeah. in the old Republic Commando game where they actually had characters and personalities yeah. in the party banter. They were all AI because it's a single player experience, but you had a very simple context sensitive thing where you could look at something and it, the icon would change to like a, a lock or something and you could say, go defend there, this area. do that, defend, defend this. Area. this. Yeah. yeah. If we had that, especially as I said, I really think this needs at least three additional slots, not just two. It needs to be a, a four man. I, I think that's down to the level design because probably uh, you're yeah. getting a lot of corridors where you can yeah. just about manage left yeah. right and so but it yeah. would still be not the it would feel better to have that left for it, dead it, type it, three it was always people. a random number but you it need that that all instructive thing for ai and also that would help you for you've got a ping ability but it's not got a i want you to do such and such a thing it would be nice to have that a simple Communication. When you ping certain things, the ping will be different. Like if you ping an ammo crate, oh, they'll say okay. ammo crate. Or if you ping a dead body, you'll insult like the alien's corpse. Or if you <laughs> ping an if you ping an ally, they'll they'll say words of encouragement like "keep it together, marine" or something, oh, which okay. is something I picked up on. So the the, the pings, yeah, there is only one yeah. ping, but they do change based on what you are pinging. Okay, I will I say that understand. that in terms of the the single player experience, I do feel like alpha and beta as much as is I love their design, and I know. You you love too, Aaron. I do wish they were a bit more fleshed out. I do wish you yeah. could give them more specific orders. No pun intended. I wish, uh, I wish that you could change their loadouts. You know, maybe yes. maybe rank it's, them they're up. They're just gunners, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, what was this originally intended to be? Because yeah, you know, we all thought it was going to be some Destiny-ish kind of thing, which at the time was a bit like, how the fuck's that going to work for Alien? But the the co-op nature of this, I think, works. In terms of alien, yes, it feels alien, but it does sort of feel like a. It does feel incomplete. As much as I enjoy it, there are elements where I'm like, yeah. I want more, and this doesn't quite feel fully right. And but then again, we've also got to remember that this is what forty people. They've been through two, three own. 
buyouts. <laughs> that the game's even been released, I think, is a fucking miracle. Yeah, and that yeah. it's as fun as it is is a miracle as well. I really, I mean, really, props to those guys and girls. Yeah, for, um, yeah. massive respect for to Cold Iron for what they pulled off with this, with so much studio turmoil with the buyouts and this just the size of the studio for their first game. Like, I would consider this not an indie game. Of course, I would consider this a double double A game. Like, this is a mid range game, and for being that, it does it very well. The game has been doing well. It's still top 10 on the Steam charts. It was above Fortnite on Twitch viewership in its initial week. So it has been doing quite well. And hopefully whoever's bankrolling them will take notice and, and we'll get some substantial content because of that. And at the end of the day, my biggest issue is the support that's coming afterwards. Yeah. As long as there's more missions, not necessarily even the weapons or the classes or stuff, because I think that's easier stuff to bring out. But as long as there's more missions, there's more content, and I want the narrative to step it up. I want something yeah. different. I want something interesting. I want something a bit more complex in terms of what's happening. Give me more character outside of me and Adam and Eric. So let's go back to that history first, where Aaron was saying, you know, this might have been basically designed as a different game. So back in uh, January 2019, there's a press release for Alien Blackout. Okay, the mobile game, which is the follow up to Alien Isolation, where everyone lost their shit over. And on that actual press release, they announced that Fox Next Game Studio and Cold Iron Studios was currently working on a, quote, massive multiplayer online shooter set in the Alien Cinematic. I believe they announced that early 2018. No, that I think that press release was 2019. Well, the well, maybe that one, yeah, with Blackout. But the initial announcement for this game, I believe, was January 2018. I think this was the first time we heard of it because it was at the end of Blackout. Was saying, "What else are they working on?" And I think this is where everyone lost their shit. Like, holy crap, we're going to get an MMO in the Alien universe. It was 2018. I just checked on our website. 2018 is when we found out that they were doing a new game and then we thought it was going to be Blackout and then a year later when Blackout was announced was when we got this multiplayer MMO shooter. So that's the clarification. Yeah, Yeah, so we we, we knew the game was coming for a year before we knew what it was going to be. So official press releases rarely have typos and are are incorrect, right? These things are double-checked, triple-checked, reviewed by their legal department. So I'm going to assume that an MMO was originally their intent, their original game model, which makes sense because Aliens Fireteam Elite oddly feels um, incomplete to me. I mentioned on our forums it felt patchworked in a way that the game feels disconnected to itself and the things you can do. And it feels like it was once an MMO. You know, the the ship, I guess when you're in that Endeavor hull or whatever, it feels like a hub where I can just see mul- multiple players running around, talking to different people, accomplishing different tasks. Yeah, on different missions. And some of the maps are so gigantic and underutilized that it feels like they were designed for large MMO raids and a hell of a lot more players. I don't know. I mean, you look at games like Warframe and they do have those hub spaces that have more MMO aspects, but they're not a full MMO with raids and stuff. I don't think this was ever announced as an MMO type game. I mean, they did say some of Cold Iron staff had come from MMO backgrounds, and I know there were some rumors swirling about the Destiny stuff. That that was the quote. Currently at work on a massively multiplayer online shooter set in the Alien Cinematic Universe, end quote. That's what I remember, yeah. That's on the official press release of Alien Blackout, released in January 2019, 2019, excuse me. So we didn't make that up. We didn't assume, Adam. So it, it, if, you, if you combine that to what I've seen, it, it feels that way. 
it says Fox Nexus, which specializes in massively multiplayer online games and is developing no, Adam, a shooter. Adam, 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 Adam. Adam. It's, it says Fox Next Games Studios, Cold Iron Studios, is, is currently at work on a massively multiplayer online shooter set in the Alien Cinematic Universe for consoles. That was the hmm. first actual piece of information we had on Cold Iron's game. And that was with Blackout and yes, the year that, 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 that was, that gotcha. was when Blackout was released. In the early days... Yeah, back in 2019. So it feels, if that was correct, now it's possible the press release could be incorrect, but it's usually not press releases. Like I said, they're really scrutinized. To be fair, it did come from Blackout's publisher. Yeah. So it didn't come from Cold Iron, it didn't come from Fox Next itself. But before even that, you know, I think the game had been described as an action-packed, persistent online shooter or something along those lines. So even before we heard that from Blackout, you know, the expectation was there of it being this Destiny-ish kind of thing. Do you guys feel some Destiny-ish, like, bones? Yeah, there's definitely some of those aspects in in In, in terms terms of... of grinding. (laughs) The grinding. I think it would explain a few things. Like, for example, here's another thing. As I said, I'm sure that they intended to have those briefings actually the Mel's move, but I don't think something happened where either they didn't have time or it started out as something else I wonder and if they shifted mo-cap, gear. You know? It just it might have been something they didn't want to focus on or maybe they couldn't do the mocap because of everything in the world. That's, that was my immediate thought. If you're aware that's what it's going to be, you'd put just a 2D drawing there. But they deliberately put 3D models animated. So I've seen other games do that too. Like Path of Exile, where you have, or or games like Diablo, where you'll talk to characters and they won't be animating or moving their mouths, but they'll just be standing there in an animation loop. Like, that's not, this isn't the first time that's been in video games. No, No, it's not. But but I mean, when they see it elsewhere, I think to myself, well, maybe they didn't have development time too. So, could just be not what they wanted to focus on. Yeah. Especially with it being a, sh- a smaller team and all the problems and stuff, it's like ah, fuck it, we don't. Yeah. We don't. This isn't a massive issue. We can't really know these things until somebody else. But like you said, there's that early press release, and there are certain things about the game where you think, oh, that's a curious decision. I wonder why. I've I've wondered as well if the game was downsized for sure. That's that's a mm. thought on my mind. Sometimes you do get ambitious plans and you have to scale them back and you have little leftover things from them. And it feels like it, right? It feels like, especially in the campaign, especially the way the campaign ends. Yeah. You know, you, you here's the alien queen. You're playing an aliens game, right? I mean, where are the bosses in this game that indeed feels like an arcade game? I was really hoping the alien queen would be a boss fight and for it to just end so abruptly, you run into the elevator and it's like, Ooh, we got away. I'm like, can we at least show the station exploding? Can we at least show us running towards the dropship or something? It's the same with all the end of the missions, I think. And it's one of the things I do find disappointing because yeah, AJ was talking about the third mission of the first campaign where it's all chaos and you've got to get to the dropship and then you can get to the dropship with a warrior directly in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can see it sort of fade out and it's just like, oh, it feels... I, honestly, outside of the, the content with content is my biggest issue with the game because it makes the ends feel yeah. massively anticlimactic without any cutscenes. Something Angry Joe also mentioned in his review, which is the end of the second campaign where you're exfilling from this area and it's just, okay, run to this corner and the mission is over. And it's like, 
can we at least see the dropship fly in? Like, yeah. I, I know you can do that because you had to do the airstrike. Can we at least see it come in to come pick us up or something? Like, and, and that was such a cool moment as well. I mean, for all the ragging we've done, the game has so many fucking cool moments like that. Yes. You know, when the when the dropship comes down and starts to lay on oh, the bridge. Because... That's one of my favorite moments. You're running across the bridge and the dropship mm. comes down and starts shooting those missiles behind you. It felt so cinematic. And when that fucking giant fucking door opens up on the second mission of the third campaign and you see the derelict, the, the juggernaut yeah. there, I was yeah. like... Yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah. I've seen a lot of players like take pictures in front of the, as if it's a vantage point, you know? They'll take screenshots of them all like the squad by the ship and it's been cool. Like that was such a, a great moment of the campaign. And yeah, I do wish there were more cinematic moments in the campaign and hopefully they get a bit more production budget moving forward now that the game's done pretty well that they can yeah. do that. And the I hope we get more campaigns. It, it seems like based on the lore we've read that there will be a Polystation campaign, which I know you guys didn't like the book, but I thought it was okay. I would like to see that station in the game. The, the book didn't interfere with me having fun with this. You know, I just was, yeah. I didn't pay attention to the lore, but the gameplay was so much fun. You don't need it. No. The funny yeah, thing with that it. one was it, it, when I met Honaker, I just wanted to fucking open fire on him. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. That that was how Infiltrator influenced my experience with Fireteam. Then moments later, like in, the, there's, a, there's a few bits of dialogue loop in the third campaign, you know, when we're in the engineer facility and Honaker's over the radio and he's so excited about the fact that he doesn't have a fucking clue what any of this is. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is what Holloway should have been in Prometheus. And it was moments like that where I was like, you know what, Honaker, you know, fuck Western. I, I'm appreciating you in this game and, and some of the character that's coming through here. I really liked moments like that. I really did. I think that campaign was probably our favorite, Aaron, right? The third campaign. Third Just because the, best. the aesthetics and the level design of those engineer facilities were so awesome. And just like Prometheus, how you had the transition from like the stone temple kind of environment into the more metallic facility, it brought some of the Giger back and it brought some of the biomechanical elements back, even with the lore and how it described what was going on in those environments. But like you were saying, Aaron, just how weird they look and how, how Gigery they look. I mean, they still had that Prometheus aesthetic, but it took it back a bit to the derelict aesthetic it was simple things like the 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 stair um not the staircases you you know the the ramps and stuff and they're going up and it's ribbon it's yeah. ribbon on it the wasn't floor just a it flat like yeah the visuals were gorgeous i was just drooling all through this i think i put in the forums like one of the maps um you know the giger one specifically it felt like you're in a museum and it was a 10 out of 10 you know and i'm like i was playing with a buddy of mine i'm like there's a penis there's a vagina <laughs> you know but it was gorgeous you know and they just captured the aesthetics of the alien universe so yeah. well I really loved a lot of the weapon designs as well. Somebody had so much fun trying to envision sort of Armart-related weaponry that fit in with the mm -hmm. Colonial Marines. And even... I was a little dubious of the, the Wayland-inspired stuff to start with, but with the ability to change, like, the weapon shaders and stuff like that, I mean, we haven't really talked about the customization stuff. It's not heavily deep. It's a lot deeper than Colonial Marines, but even the ability to, like, change this future weapon white Wayland rifle and bang on some other sort of armor kind of color changes the whole feel of it and and if you're not quite up, up for that that white gleaming future weapon when it becomes this sort Very of looking thing i'm like yeah this works really well though personally i, I like the geode purple so i've i've, <laughs> I've gone completely away A from disco the, look i've gone completely away from the uh, let's look like something that fits next to a pulse rifle are you walking around with a cowboy hat on? 
Yeah, but that's a Tennessee reference, that is. But yeah, I get it. My my preferred thing is the um, the targeting headset. Yeah. It would be nice to be able to put decals on your armor itself, like you can your weapons. Yeah, that that's, yeah. that's my thing about the customization because I really want the. Um, I have a big thing about smiley faces, so I would like the smiley face on my armor because it's in the game on the weapon. Especially when I'm playing as the tech, it's like here use this decal on this handgun, and I'm like the handgun is so small, you know. And I would love to put it on the back of my armor or the front of the armor. So there's really some odd mechanics that just doesn't make sense to me, you know. And I can't really enjoy the decals as much as I hope to. I'm actually at the point where I quite like them because you can zoom them in and they look a lot better even if they don't quite wrap around the weapon that well. But it'd be great to see it on your armor, you know, because I don't think anyone can see it. You know it's there, but do other players see it? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. You can't, unless it's a bright color that you notice, you're not really going to be noticing. I mean, isn't isn't it such a gamer thing to check out your other mates? Yeah, I mean, if the weapon's on your back too, you can kind of see it. Sort Unless of. it's obvious, but I if do it's a little decal, the customization a bit further. But it's still the most customization we've ever had in an alien game. That was one of the things I actually enjoyed about Clone Marines, and for them to take it deeper in here is um, is a lot nicer. Yeah, and not only with the the decals, but just the amount of attachments and mm-hmm. and how they affect the stats of the weapon as well as and the look of the weapon. What's well, it's three attachments per gun. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean the com- the you've got a, a good combination of them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in terms of that. I think that is where the most I will I will disagree about their impact. I don't think oh, it's significant God. as meaning moving one to the other. I think I think the perks have a little more impact than the actual, you know, gun modifiers. It can make a difference in terms of like um I, I had a problem with the rate of fire on some of the burst rifles until I started yeah. changing stuff around and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. damn, this is this is good. This is working for me now. So it there is a bit of jiggling. And to be honest, it was an aspect of the game I wasn't too fussed on to start with because I hate fucking around with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I barely touched Oh, the Tom Clancy ones. Division. I tried Division and I got so fucked off with having to try and mess around with stats and levels and stuff that I only started <laughs> the game and played it for like three days. But it, it doesn't bother me here because it's not quite as hardcore, but it makes enough of a difference that experimenting yeah. is... It, it can definitely... Like, I would. I remember I was facing off against those armies of synthetics with a smart gun. I was thinking, okay, for some reason the pulse rifle's more powerful, but okay. And then I got a slight... You know, bit of equipment for the smart gun, which upped the fire rate. And although that makes you use up ammunition faster, I was finally getting kills on them, which it was taking me double the time to before. So it can really make a difference within a mission if you have the right one. Like there are some that are like add ten percent this, that, or the other, and it doesn't really make much difference. I think they're red herrings, but some of the components can definitely make or break. Maybe not a mission, but make or break an experience. I think you can make a big difference on the highest difficulty level, but yeah. when you're running yeah. standard or maybe above it, uh, to some degree, you're, you're going to get through anyway, um, as long as you communicate and keep your lanes and make sure you keep going to those ammo boxes. But um, I, I wanted to run something by you guys because you guys are PC players and I want to know, Adam brought up Cyberpunk and that game had a lot of bugs and a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And I found through my own experience and uh, people in the forums were having a lot of pro- problematic issues issues as well. So I'm going to run some by you and see if you guys have the, the stuff on the Steam side of things. Sound cutting out. 
Did you guys experience that where music and sound effects would cut out while playing? Sometimes. There have been a couple audio issues. Before you keep going, I will say I have played on PS5 a bit as well. And yes, the console version seems to have more issues. I've run, I've run into more issues overall on the console side of things. So graphics cut out, you know, those are some minor ones, but the graphics actually, the walls, floors, ceiling disappear, and it's just objects and enemies. It's just purely black. That on our end. But the big one that's been, the big ones that have been repeated a lot is uh, matchmaking. And my matchmaking was bugged for days on end, where except for private matches with friends, I could, I could not play with random online players. Now, a lot of people have complained about that in the forums as well. And since the update, it's still occurring. And that thing wanted me to like smash my PlayStation when I couldn't find a single person. Hasn't been an issue on PC. I've heard some Xbox players also saying they've been having matchmaking troubles. I, I've tried a couple of times on the PC just to see if I could get on uh, okay with it. And, and I was finding folk within 10, 20 seconds. One time it timed out and I, it was just me, another person and an AI. But in general, no, I was, I was getting him. I think it was Rico, who I was playing with at the time, told me it eventually fixes itself. And it actually fixed itself for me. I don't know what caused the fix, but it actually fixed itself after a few days. Um, another one that I know is occurring on PC and it happened to me is where you can't unlock Horde mode. Now, after you finish all four chapters, you have to talk to all the necessary people on the ship. But for some of us, it remained unlocked. It remained unlocked for me. And it also remained unlocked for Darkness. Now, I was locked. Main locked. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Now, I was able to talk to everyone again, just generic talking, and it finally unlocked. But Darkness, he tried talking to everybody again and still couldn't get into the horde mode. So, um, and he had mentioned that in our forums. Yeah, I saw that. Aaron and I didn't run into that issue on our end of things, neither on PC nor console. So, this one was a killer two days ago. You know, aliens fall through the floors, they get stuck behind walls. That happened to me once, uh, not the the stuck part, but the falling through the floor. It happened when I was playing with someone from Australia. And so I think it was just the, the latency over the connection distance that may have been causing the, the aliens to lag a bit. And I noticed them dropping through the floors. I have had those instances where one of them gets stuck and you have to find it and kill it. But it's yeah. never, it's never, in the preview build, there was one time where it stopped me from progressing, but I haven't had it stop me from progressing yet so far. It stopped me. It seems to be a pathfinding issue with some of the stuff. I mean, I've I've seen aliens fall through the floor, but it's when it's when they get stuck, and then what will happen is it'll drop them through the floor, put them in somewhere else. So me and Eric were playing something yesterday where there was an alien. Uh, well, it wasn't an alien; it was a pathogen thing, and we couldn't find it. Yeah, it was on the motion tracker, but yeah. And then it disappeared and then showed up on the wall. So it's like the game knows that the AI stuck and goes, "All right, stop being a fucking dick." Yeah. We had hoped that would fix itself in Horde mode because we were playing Horde mode level nine. We had finished nine and there was one alien left. And we found it somewhere in the location of the map. So we start shooting uh, missiles at the floor and flamethrowers at the ceiling, hoping we can kill it somehow through the walls. But we couldn't. And after 15 minutes, we actually had to leave the Horde after doing nine levels. And we're like, oh, fuck this, you know? And then we were done with the game at that point. That'd be frustrating. Yeah. And then the last time I played, and this was the first time it happened to me, is the door wouldn't open. The whole fire team couldn't, we were, we were progressing the mission and it was giving those words in front, like everyone regroup your fire team at the door, you know, and we're all standing there. So we're firing grenades, a grenade launcher and then and, and flame throwing and shooting at the door. We're running away from the door and then running back and we couldn't, and we actually had to leave the level. And, uh, it was so frustrating because that was like after 20 minutes of playing. So 
Have you guys come across that at all? Mm-mm. Not personally. But again, this is stuff. This is stuff that happens in an early release. It we will get fixed eventually because this yeah. is early days. When you look at hunting grounds, you look at how unstable that oh, was when God. it first launched, and yeah. and they have fixed a lot of those things. And so I do expect Cold Iron to iron out those bugs for sure. The one that gets me, Adam, though, is a that match is what you know a typical match ten minutes. This is one where I've already put like horde level nine. I can see how that would be pretty frustrating. It just hasn't happened to us personally. In yeah. that circumstance, it's a fucking the teeth. But Yeah, when you've committed so much time on it, you know? And then my, my final last bug is that I dressed one of my uh, players as Vasquez. And, you know, she has the bandana and stuff. It's the demolition. But for some reason, all of the, you know, eye color, bandana, everything saves, but not the actual sex, or I don't even call it sex. They call it like masculine and feminine. So I have someone who looks like McGreedy from The Thing uh, <laughs> as as my tech. And uh, every time I switch to my demolisher, I have to go in there because it, it's still a male. You have a base appearance that applies to all classes. It would be nice if you could change... Yeah. it to be class specific well everything stays that, class specific everything the bandana the skin right, color but, the but eye your color. overall character look is is consistent upon no, even the facial structure stays saved it's just the archetype is the only thing that doesn't save so i assume that's a bug because even the eye color the decals everything stays the same well, in in all fairness, you know, make sure you tell them. Um, they they are quite active on their Discord with in terms of the the bug reporting and stuff like that, and they want to know. On Discord, also it's it's worth keeping out. This is their first game, isn't it? Yes. yes. As, yeah, as so, as so they're going to be especially keen on making sure they get positive word of mouth for projects going forward. They're going to need that for their first game. I mean, you look at Steam right now, the user reviews are still very positive. Majority are, are positive. I, I feel like the game has definitely had a pretty great reception, honestly. Let me see on Metacritic on users. I know the the critics are in the 60% range uh, for all three formats, but I didn't check the users. So that would be... Six to seven. Yeah. You, you're going from PC's got it on 5.9, then it's up to 6.9 on PS4, 5, sorry, and then Xbox has it at 7.2. So these are user score averages. Yes, these you're are user at. scores. So, so 5.9 to 7.2. Okay. So about average. I mean, at the end of the game, the game seems to be maintaining about an 8K peak player. And when you're only playing with three player um, squads as well, that's, that's pretty good. Aaron, it's so fun. Think, Guys, think about the bugs I just listed off, and I still gave this game an 8. You know, it's a junk food 8, but boy, man. I got to bump mine up to an 8.5 <laughs> after <laughs> your guys' thoughts. But now I feel like I believe in this game. Like, I, I'm really excited for what they have coming. I hope we're going to get to explore Polystation. I hope we're going to get a lot more cosmetics. They, they've said so far, they've committed. People have paid for four seasons of content. And I believe the major gameplay stuff is going to be free. It's The paid stuff is going to be cosmetics, which is always great. I very much appreciate when games do that. That kind of changed uh-huh. the, the game culture around that kind of changed after Battlefront 2, thankfully, which that game ended up being awesome, even though it had a really rough release. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to just like hunting grounds like hunting grounds was kind of our first live service game and i hope this kind of becomes that as well and this goes beyond the four seasons of content and it has a life that it evolves over time and they add things over time i would like to see more extra features personally like a model viewer is something i've clamored for since the preview build because these aliens look so good oh the runner looks 
gorgeous. I would like to, just like the Resident Evil games, I would like to be able to examine the models and see them up close and a photo mode too. I mean, I found a way around that where I can pretty much have the same thing, but I feel like players should have that accessible to them. And I feel like it would really help with the longevity of this game. That is something I think is worth pointing out. You cannot pause the game even when yeah. you're on a single player. You go well, to a menu and aliens can still come at your you character. Can. You just have to find ways to do it that are not in the game. Hmm. Well, that, that tool's been, uh, I mean, was it Higgs? Higgs have been posting stuff with that, the photo maker thing that everybody The Unreal using. Unlocker tool, yeah. 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 So really, you can find a way to implement photo mode on PC. It's a shame that it's not universal in terms of being able to pause the game. Like maybe all players could consent to it. Like, hey, we can pause the game for photo mode or something like that. I don't know how it would work. Just or maybe have a replay it's an online game eric you're not allowed to go to if, if, can you not can you not remember that meme mum shouting you dinner's ready i can't pause my game mum. <laughs> that's what that's what this is you know what i found i found myself dropping the game early right like okay i got work tomorrow and i only have 25 minutes to play and that might not be enough for a mission that might not be enough for a horde mode to actually accumulate something so let me go play something else like apex legends so that's an interesting aspect i mean adam you bring up predator hunting grounds the the, the one thing that worries me more about this game is is the, there's no variant in the missions you know do you always have the same defense spots you always know the the enemies in that level but in predator you got the ai that you always expect except it's a random mission in the map but you never know what predator you're going to get you never know what kind of tactics they're going to use and what weapons you're going to have to defend against so there is a more of a repeated element that i'm concerned about in regards to this longevity I, w I will say I agree with you on some aspects of that in terms of when Aaron and I first got into the horde mode, I said, well, there's really only one place to defend on this entire map. And that was that was a fun thing on Call of Duty Zombies where you would you would try and figure out, OK, what's the best spot to defend on this map? And I wish there was a bit more of that, especially with with future maps and horde mode. I wish it wasn't just like, here's your platform, defend your platform kind of thing. Stay around the ammo box. And, and, the, uh, and the one map as well was a bummer. Yeah. And as far as the, the aliens themselves, too, like Aaron and I were commenting on the Praetorian when we were fighting the Praetorians. We were like, they're not really doing much, are they? They're just kind of lumbering forward. They'll stand up and scream. Um, so that was kind of a disappointing special for us. I still, I still think it calls more aliens in. I think that's all that's doing. Well, we don't know. So we couldn't tell because it looked like we were just facing the same amount of aliens. So I do agree that I feel like the alien behaviors could be a bit more dynamic. It would be nice, like with the prowlers too. The prowlers typically just hiding around a corner, right? So it makes for some good moments, but it would be it's nice prowling. if they kind of moved around a bit more and crept a bit more. It's very 2001 um, AVP2 spawn where you know where an alien's waiting for you with the prowlers. It'd be better if they just spawn because there's like a card where it'll spawn a drone and it'll spend the map coming after you. I think prowlers would have been better being more like that. Unless someone can play as the aliens, I think they're going to, in order for this game to have longevity, you're going to have to introduce some randomness in regards to multiple maps maybe even in horde mode multiple aliens you don't know if you're going to get those zombies which i hate by the way <laughs> <laughs> didn't like the space zombies come on uh, the revenants are they called no the, the black goo zombies the no. abominations i could i could do without the those fire fields. 
And then here's me wanting more um, more accelerant creatures. Yeah, I was. I hope that's going to be one of the DLC stuff. I really liked that we had a whole mission where it was these different enemies. But then again, that's that's whole that's the whole pathogen the thing argument from it from a different podcast. Trust me, I like all the crazy aliens. I love the burster. I mean, he, him and the uh, spitter are the most challenging, not these um, bullet sponge tanks that we get. Those guys are really challenging because yeah. that spitting can really do a lot of damage and they take cover. And the bursters, when you see a bunch of them come at you, you're like, oh boy. Have you, pl- have you played the challenge card yet where it's just all bursters? Yes. Yeah, the runners are replaced with bursters. Holy cow, is that crazy? I know. It's it's you're doing lots of rolls just to get away, you know? But I think the longevity, I think Cold Iron Studios really needs to come up with some random horde modes, you know? You don't know the enemies, you don't know what map you're getting, and that could bring in some longevity if you're not having a real player play these aliens. You can't just keep playing these for a year and know exactly what you're getting without getting tired of it regardless of the Modifiers. Remember I said in the beginning, the modifiers does not replace content and eventually people will grow tired of it. Maybe not us because we're crazy alien fans, right? I said I'm not impartial here, you know, but others that love the aliens movie, they might not stick around. And that's my fear with this game. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And in terms of more content too, like with the horde mode, I can't remember who mentioned it to me, but they were like, wouldn't it be cool if you could unlock different doors? Like you could spend your money on unlocking doors, just kind of like the Aliens Colonial Marines bug hunt mode had, where you would have this environment and go through this environment and unlock different doors and explore it and find new places to hold up. That'd be cool. Or a fallback kind of game where it's hold this section and then fall back to a different section yeah. kind of thing. I mean, we've only got the one horde map to really judge from at the minute. But if you think about the campaign itself, I have the same issue. My issue with Hunting Grounds and with this one has been longevity going forwards with maps and gameplay. But one of the things that I think I appreciate what they've done with the campaign is that each campaign has a very distinctive flavor. That's visuals, that's audio, that's enemy. So there, there is variety in that in the progression through the game as well and to see that continue with horde maps to see that continue with new releases like for example if we assume um, palace station's coming up i would expect it to be an aliens aesthetic i would expect to see a hadley's hope kind of aesthetic which is distinctively different from the refinery which is very alien so i appreciate that effort being taken by cold iron to create this distinction on the campaigns and to make them feel different it's not like we're playing three four different jungle maps kind of thing so yeah i I I was getting a bit weary of katanga even with the hive, like the hive was such a cool environment, but I was like, eh, the, the first mission of the, the of the fourth campaign, I was like, we've been through Katanga before. I mean, there were some cool moments like the sky tunnel and stuff like that. Yeah, but so, so much of that, I mean, the only real reused asset there was the stairs. Otherwise, it's the hive stuff's distinctively different, but you all know how, how much I love my hive scenery anyway. I mean, the hive was pretty cool. I just wish, and maybe we will see a hive because Paula Station was the source of the outbreak. So maybe we will see a hive in Paula Station as well. I will say it was very nice when you see, although the acid effect doesn't act like it does in the film, it was very nice to see this effect where you see the acid go over some floor, the liquid sort of evaporate, and you actually see the metal corroded. Yeah. That was really nice to see. It feels like after there's been a confrontation with the aliens, it feels like, yeah, I lived through this when you turn around and look at the floor. 
Oh, the visuals are gorgeous. I love how the xenomorphs stumble, right? Yeah, sometimes they look like a cartoon dog sort of slipping on the floor. As things a bit, yeah. They'll scuttle like a wounded dog or something. It, yeah. yeah, the animations are really cool. I agree with you, AJ, that I do think a PvP multiplayer mode would help this game a lot. I mean, you look at the Left 4 mm. Dead games, they had a mode where you could play as the specials and jump into a group of players' campaigns and Wasn't try and mess, too, up, mess up their run. I believe it was also in the first game. I believe they added it after launch. I can't remember. But I do feel like if you could play as a drone, if you could play as a warrior and just come into people's campaigns while they're in progress and try and mess with them, that would make for more fun experience. Or if you had like an arena type pvp like that's been a really awesome part of aliens games even colonial marines was playing as the aliens colonial marines as short-lived as it was had a really good pvp mode and so i would like to see that added in in this game dead space 2 had an awesome pvp multiplayer mode i wish more people would have played that because it was such a good multiplayer and i do feel like this game could benefit from that it's one of those things where i would really like to know what the plans are going forwards you know, I'm sat here hesitant to say certain things because I don't know how the, the game's going to evolve. And it just makes me wish for... And, and it was the same problem again I had with the hunting grounds. I want some more, not necessarily clarity, but um, transparency with what they're at least attempting to do. But then on the flip side, you have this whole disappointment of when things don't necessarily come out. But it's like, I, I know uh, some of the original plans for this game's long longer life going forwards. But how that translates to the current situation at the minute, I don't know. But I would just like some more obvious indication of here's what we're trying to do or here's what we're hoping to come out with kind of thing. I don't like this. I like it now, but I might not like it in, in a year's time if nothing comes out kind of thing. So just, just knowing with more certainty as to what's being worked on would would go a long way to alleviating certain I would love if they had some, some boss modes. I mean, I, I, I had this like, you know, alcoholic dream. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of vodka. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you had the alien queen out there, which everyone who loves aliens loves the freaking alien queen. And you got to take him down in sort of like a raid style. Like maybe you got to lure him under liquid nitrogen. One player's got to stay here and control this device. One player's got to go while little runners are attacking you and someone's going to lure it over and you hit it and with the nitrogen and then you shoot shoot it while it's frozen and then it breaks free and then you got to do it again and have some boss experiences you know especially with the squad based nature of the game as well you yes. know I, I i thought the same 2010 tried to be different with that queen fight but that was a bit a bit of a dud but it tried to be different so to have things along that nature and you know even clone and marines tried to be a bit a bit different with what it was doing yeah so it wasn't necessarily a shoot him i was hoping the queen encounter in this would be more of a boss fight and it was more of a set piece moment where you you're running away from the t-rex kind of bit so it was a cool set piece moment with the self-destruct countdown and you're running from the queen but sometimes players would be slow and they would be running behind the queen and it would feel a little silly when our playthrough, the face hugger was running along with us. It was. It got a bit comical. So I do wish the queen was more of a boss fight, and hopefully uh, that can be added if there's another queen in the future uh, content. If you're playing an Aliens game, that's what people are excited to see. You know, if that's their favorite film out of the franchise, and there's some people that just like Aliens, they're not into the moody R and so forth. Fourth, and uh, that's what you're looking for, you know. And then that was kind of lackluster there. I'll be honest with you, with the first time I played that level, I crashed running to the elevator. Or the, the server crashed, you know, everyone, and it was so frustrating. But when I talked to someone about it, he said, yeah, that's it. I'm like, no, no, I didn't fight the alien queen yet. And he goes, no, that's it. Once you get to the elevator, that's it. I'm like, really? 
I would have liked to have fought a engineer and uh, the derelict stuff. I love those statues. Though. Yeah, the yeah. statues were uh, gorgeous. Uh, uh, the aesthetics can't be praised enough in this game. Man, whoever the level designer and the the environmental artists for that mission deserve awards as far as I can. Yeah, it was nice seeing such a and you know me like I'm not a big fan of the prequels. I can enjoy aspects of them, but this honestly like the integration of the prequels just like the RPG was really well done, and I love the merging of the Prometheus and the Covenant aesthetics here, and also taking that and bringing back in more of the Giger. I thought that was just so well handled. And it was interesting because just like with AVP 2010 incorporated a lot of elements from the AVP film at the time, this incorporated elements of the Alien prequels, but into an Aliens context. And I think it handled it quite well, just like the RPG. Well, I suppose it helped Gasker was consulting on this one as well. And a lot of the lore is seemingly straight out of some of the, the comm manuals. It's just so gorgeous, you know, and sometimes I want to stop and just look at things, but, you know, people are rushing to the next point, you know, and it's like, unless you're playing with a team that's willing to sit and just gawk at things. But if you're playing with randomers, they want to move, man. Any game, any online game sucks when you're playing with randomers compared to when you're playing with buddies. I think it's the nature of... Especially if you're not playing with like diehard alien fans, right? The diehard ones want to soak all this stuff in, you know, but the regular ones might not even know who um, H.R. Giger is, so... Yeah. Yeah. And not even be fascinated with that. What is that? That second level, I think it was. Before we go any further, we'll just mention we appear to have lost Eric. Um, Not quite sure what's happened to him there, but uh, if he joins us back, he'll join us back. But if you're wondering why his voice is missing, that's why. But we're about ready to wrap up. I think we just want to talk now about what I think think could probably be a bit of a controversial one, because I actually really, really Really fucking love Austin Wintry's score for this game. But there's some tracks that I raised my eyebrow at where I was like, I see what you're doing here. I love it. I don't know if everybody else will. Exactly. I'm right with you, Aaron. I feel like his his musical score for this was really bold and it was it was really interesting. And I really dig it. I feel like it was experimental, but it still sounded like aliens without being derivative. You know, like it, it had those callbacks to Alien and Aliens, but it was very much its own beast. He wasn't ripping off James Horner, which I think think was great. It definitely has its own identity. You know, the amount of times me and you have sat there on comms just humming the fucking theme tune yeah. to each other. I have had friends, though, that are like, what is this whimsical music in this Aliens game? So I see that perspective, too. I get it. I disagree with it. I feel like he, he did have the, the weird whimsical stuff in the prequel campaigns where it belongs. Well, it's, it's a meta commentary as well, isn't it? Yeah, with the flute. I just imagine David on the flute in the background, like, I could only meet you guys halfway, especially <laughs> some of the music was really good. Fantastic. You know, and I also like the opening theme on the loading screen or the title screen, but some of it just felt out of place and actually took me out of the game. And one of them is the flute tracks you're talking about, where it's like, you know, the dance of the bumblebee, you know, the, the, the tweedling of the flutes. And I'm like, this is not getting me into the game. It's not getting me pumped up. I was, I was grinning when that was, yeah. up. I was like, uh, I was like, what is this? I don't know how I feel about this, but then I feel like Aaron, you and I, we warmed to it and we were like, okay, this digs with the weird it's like you said it's a meta commentary on the weirdness of the prequels and because this this is a prequel campaign like i get it's not a traditional alien sounding score but once you get to the hive it does sound more traditional aliens and even on katanga station it does sound more traditional aliens it is a very orchestral score but he also does some interesting electronic experimental stuff that he throws in there as well like i feel like it was just really well done very unconventional not everyone's gonna vibe with it for sure and i knew that the first time i heard it i was like this i don't know how 
how this is going to go over with everybody. But for me, it really worked. The music was interesting. I just don't think it fit all the aspects of the game. So the more traditional stuff worked, obviously, and it gets your blood pumping and, you know, and as you're blasting away aliens. But like I said, when you hear little flutes tootling away, like it's a little ballet as you're you're blasting enemies, uh, I start giggling, man. I'm like, I would not want this in a movie and this doesn't feel right in a video game either. But I do appreciate it on its own and for him to try something different, you know. And a lot of it works for me. I don't, some people out there actually hate the score completely. And I'm not one of those people. They're wrong. Some of it I think is pretty well done, but some of it I think is just a little out of place. You know, he got a little creative, a little too much creative, a little too much John Shirley in him, I think. Oh, no. He's done some some behind-the-scenes videos as well in terms of how he developed these tracks. And it's really interesting just seeing the amount of work he he put into making them and to making his own unique contribution to the universe. So definitely check those out if you're you're more curious about how the music came together. I'll be very curious to see if he comes back for the DLC, if we do have more campaigns, if he's going to be composing more music for that. I hope so. And I hope we get an album. An album. <laughs> I hope we get a release. Um, of the soundtrack. Variety, yeah. Yeah, we never got that for Alien Isolation, and that game had such a good soundtrack. Could You could rip it, but not a proper release now. But yeah, Kevin Kevin Ripple stuff, and that was great as well. Even Alien Blackout. Like, that was that was pretty unconventional. Oh, the sound design, the sound design in that was great. But I mean, the musical score for Blackout, you can find that one on Spotify. And that one's, uh, I don't know, I don't think you can find Wintery's score anywhere yet. So hopefully it does get a release. Well, he, he did say they were working on it. I would like a vinyl of it. That would be fun. Yeah, that's coming back in, isn't it? Everybody's uh, doing all the vinyl stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if it would get a vinyl release. but oh, uh, that, that, that's, that's nerd hopeful thinking, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, we've, we've seen Alien, we've seen Aliens, we've seen Covenant. I mean, you see more video game soundtracks making their way to vinyl these days. It does happen. Yeah, that's more typical of AAA games, though, right? It depends on the game. A lot of little indie games I've seen get some vinyl releases, too. Really? Like okay. Quake, the old Quake game just got a vinyl release. Oh, right. that has Quake is not an indie following. game. Right. Yeah. Quake is- well, it was, it was small back in the day. No, no, no. Well, I was okay. alive back video then. Video game Quake- budgets were smaller back then. If you look at like the top most 50 important games, Quake is one of them. It was by the okay. makers of Doom. Go to I Am 8-Bit. You will find some indie games on vinyl. I'm just saying it happens. Right. And, and this is bigger than an indie game. So I could foresee it happening for sure. Like games like Journey. Like that was, that was Austin Wintery's score. That was released on vinyl. So Yeah, well, he is an award-winning composer as well at this point, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. um, he's pretty well-renowned. He's very talented, even if I don't agree with his musical choice or composing choice. That, but, well, uh, that, that was always going to be an experimental, diversive thing. I think the moment I heard those flutes chirp up, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to go down. <laughs> I wanted to break out my emote dancing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and to, to be fair, I, I, it goes towards that unique flavor of the campaigns as well that I appreciate because all of them had a unique musical styles to each of the campaigns, which I liked. Yeah. Each of the chapters, you mean? Yeah. The, the campaigns. One, yeah, two. I, I don't know what you call it. Some people call the whole thing one campaign and it's four chapters or I'm not sure. Yeah. But whatever. Each, each segment of three missions uh, had a unique musical flavor to it. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of effort put to it. Yeah. All right. So... Are we, are we good to wrap up closing thoughts? 
I, I want to just stress again, guys, that being arcadey is not a bad word. Being um, arcade-like is not a negative. I mean, if you are a fan of coin-op arcade games, if you love playing that Alien versus um, Predator coin-op game, if you love playing that Aliens Extermination, this is better than Aliens Extermination. But um, it is some of that mindless fun that um, if, if, if you only want something deeper, this game's I don't think is going to provide it to you, even at the greater levels. Adam and Aaron might disagree, but this thing is just a good time. It's great fun. And I think uh, Aaron was uh, telling me that's really what it you know, comes down to. It's about you know having fun. And even with all the problems, the bugs, just based on the gameplay and the visuals and just being an alien fan, man, I couldn't just... I could just play this for hours and I have been, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last. It's, it's my big fear. How long is this going to last more than predator hunting grounds? Because, you know, everything stays pretty much the same in regards to aliens, in regards to defense points, in regards to, you know, your, your, your points of attack. But right now I'm having a blast. So as an alien fan, again, I just say, get it. If you love arcades, if you love shooting aliens, if you're not going to get upset there, this is not alien, you know, that, you know, they're treating them like cannon fodder bugs. If, if this is not going to bother you, this is a great time. So definitely go out and get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is just a really solid entry in the alien franchise and especially for a video game in the alien franchise. I feel that is, if you're getting on with your friends, you're going to have a great time. If you're looking for a more casual experience, it's there. But I also believe there's, there's some depth here in terms of the amount of unlocks and the amount of perk tweaking, the amount of character progression in your class builds, how they interact with each other, the higher difficulties. I do feel there's more tactics involved, but it depends on what experience you're looking for. And if you're an Aliens fan, and if you want a more casual experience, this is offered there. If you want a more hardcore, somewhat tactical experience, this is offered there. But I just want to stress that I really do believe in this game, and I believe the team put a lot of passion and soul into this game. And I can't wait to see what they do next, honestly. I feel like this game could have a really good future ahead of it in terms of the content. We'll see the first bit of that this week. I'm very excited for it. But if you're an Aliens fan and you love shooter video games, if you love Left 4 Dead, if you love Gears of War, I think you're going to have a great time with this game. Yeah, definitely. There, there seems to be a curse with the games where we will always be compared to Colonial Marines. I think that's always going to happen. But also, people are also going to be bummed out if it's not an isolation too, which I think both of those things are to detriments of new games and they have to fight to earn people's um, respect when they do come out, which is a shame. But yes, this this isn't an isolation too, but it also isn't a Colonial Marines. And it's one of the charms of the series is that they're completely, so many completely different games. And this is one I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect from it and I wouldn't like it as just a pure arcade kind of thing because I would get bored of it. But as, as a as a tactical shooter, more tactical shooter, I do really enjoy it. I do. And I enjoy the depths of the weaponry and um, the perks and everything and the cosmetics. I enjoy that customization. I just hope we see regular campaign updates. I do. But we'll see. But I, d- I do recommend it. It's, it's no different in terms of the other games you know in terms of it being a bit more on the exaggerated side of dealing with the shooters of of the aliens but i think it works in terms of what's going off here and i enjoy it it doesn't doesn't make me turn my nose up from an alien fan of who gets pissed off with you know over overblown extrapolations of aliens um in the eu um I'm, i'm having i'm having so much fun with this game still but i'm i'm having fun when i'm playing with friends not so much on my own if you've got mates to play it with pick it up it's it's cheap it's cheap compared to a lot of the games at the minute. And if you've got alien friends, then yeah, go for it. Adam, do you want to shout out our socials? 
there'll be a place for people to try and find friends to play this game with as well. Right. So if you want to visit our website, uh, it's avpgalaxy.net. And we're on all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, if you're not listening to this there. If you search AVP Galaxy or Alien vs. Predator Galaxy, you're sure to find us. If you'd like to find friends to play this game with, we do have a Steam group and a Discord channel that are starting to grow, and we will include those in the video description if you're watching this on YouTube. If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at underscore Corporal Hicks. If you'd like to follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Ridgetop21. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at FN Voodoo Magic. And Adam's been taking some cool shots of this game, so if you check him out on um, on Twitter, you'll see some. You'll see how beautiful this game is. You oh, will. Thank you. I also have a, a virtual photography Instagram channel I'm starting to build called Ridgetop Virtual Photography. So some of it's there, but yes, most of it is on Twitter. Right. Well, thank you everybody for listening or watching. Please do be sure to reach out to us if you have any thoughts or comments on the podcast on what we talk about on any points. We do really appreciate when we do get messages. You know, if one of us receives something, we'll share it in our own little group chat. And uh, it's it's nice to know. It's nice to have response and feedback and, and dialogue with the people listening to these things that we put so much effort into. It's genuinely appreciated. This has been Corporal Hicks. Rich Stop. Voodoo Magic and in spirit, Xenomorph. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Eric. Couldn't get you back. Forget him. He's gone, man. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. Thank you, everybody. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>